Welcome back to Attack the Talk podcast, the podcast where we discuss and break down each episode of the Attack on Titan anime. In today's episode, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 5, First Battle, The Struggle for Trost, Part 1. Joining me as always are my friends... Hi, I'm Lexi. Hi, I'm Zach. Remember, we will be discussing spoilers. You have been warned. So, this episode begins with Eren versus the Colossal. We see Eren... He's charging towards the Colossal. He dodges the Colossal's arm. The Colossal emits a lot of steam and he takes out the cannons on top of the wall. Eren jumps off the wall and he latches onto the Colossal with his ODM gear. While swinging, we hear the first words of the episode. Eren says, son of a bitch. <laughs> Great opener. This is the first line. It's like when you have an essay, it's like you need an attention getter. Yeah. That's it. That's son of a bitch. <laughs> It's pretty, because I can only imagine how anticipated this episode was after the cliffhanger of the last one. For those to be the first line. Very bold. Round yeah. two. Well, Eren notices that the Colossal took out the cannons, and he mentions that the gate was no accident. He planned it. He has intelligence. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> you gasped, and then you said the word. <laughs> So then the Colossal, the Colossal then tries to reach towards Eren, but he avoids, and he latches onto the arm. And after realizing the intelligence, Eren realizes that he needs to capitalize on this moment. Without him, the other Titans have nothing. I've got to take him out now. So, high stakes. They have the armor Titan, he can just do some damage. That's true. But maybe in, in Eren's mind, he thinks that the Colossal is like the one orchestrating the leader, the leader he's, yeah he's always initiated he's all the biggest the one he's the boss yeah so Aaron, he then makes a move for the nape he says damn it as there's a lot of steam blocking the nape and as Aaron gets past that barrier of steam he goes in for the finishing blow but the colossal rushes even more steam to protect the nape and this causes Aaron to fly back but his odm gear is still latched and Aaron is now suspending in the air Due to the rush of steam, you can tell the steam is hot as Aaron is grimacing. But then Aaron decides to make his move. He pulls the trigger on his ODM gear, causing him to catapult towards the Colossal. He goes in for the kill with a determined yell, and then we see nothing but steam. And as Aaron swings for that last final blow, the steam and smoke clear and the Colossal's gone? Just completely <sighs> gone. But no also, that had to be like. <laughs> I realize what you said. <laughs> that had to be like complete split second. Otherwise, Aaron wouldn't have been able to like travel with such high speeds. Like he literally latched, like traveled, and then immediately sliced, and it was gone. And he wouldn't have been able to travel that fast if there was nothing to hook onto. No. It had to be so freaking quick to just like. I have one question, cause. We know what goes on in future episodes. See, how the hell does he just get rid of it? <laughs> I know. I know. I, know, I don't yeah, know it's... how the the colossal just how does the it body just, just disappear? Just a sudden disappearance and like I don't know. It's weird. In the future, we ne we don't see that. That never ever. happens ever again. Nope. This is the only ever. time it happens. And like, I was gonna I was gonna say <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to spoilers. Just, Remember just there are spoilers. Spoiler so again, reference. if you don't want to hear anything going forward, you can stop playing now. So spoiler you've been alert. 
future episodes, we figured out who the Colossal Titan is, and we're just like, Birdie doesn't explain how to do it. No. No. There's never, because every other time that someone has come out of a Titan, they just, the body will just, like, flop. Yeah, they just rip out of the nape, and the body flops and starts slowly disintegrating. Even as we saw, where, again, this is huge spoiler, where when Aaron literally takes Berthold out of the Colossal's mm-hmm. body, the Colossal just, yeah, as, to your credit, Lex, it just, like, just slowly just falls yeah. to its knees and then just, like, starts, like, decaying or whatever, you know, deteriorating. But it's not instantaneous like it is yeah. here. Like, no. There's nothing I don't know left. how they did Legit how, like, magician. It's just, it's just footprints. Yeah. Like. That's never been a possibility. Like, in future the, episodes, like, nothing. It's, it's invisible. It's, it's never weird. explained. It's invisible. So it's, 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 a all, it's on your head. It's a nuke, and it's also invisible. New theory: Aaron's just just is, just schizophrenic, and he just sees. He's just seeing it. It's never real. He's been in a coma ever since the ODM gear training. Yeah, <laughs> he's just been stuck in a coma ever since his bonk. Well, just like the three of us, Aaron said to himself, "How did I miss?" And he latches back onto the wall, and he says, "What the." Did he just vanish into thin air? And with the steam being cleared, Thomas, sideburns, from the top of the wall, calls to Aaron. Where did he go? Did he get away? Or did you take him out? Do you see a body? (laughs) Aaron replies saying, he's gone. He's here one moment and gone the next, just like that. Crazy. Aaron makes it back to the top of the wall and he apologizes to Thomas. Connie's also on top of the wall but he's examining where the Colossal Titan was. So Thomas tells Aaron not to apologize. He says, look at us. We were too scared to even move. And Connie interrupts with, hey, (laughs) wallow on your own time. In case you hadn't noticed, there's a breach and we have to act now. If they start pouring in, that's it. I love how Connie just, (laughs) how he's like, like how he introduces himself into every in every conversation is just shouting. It's just, it's just loud noises. Loud <laughs> me. It just scared me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Sorry. Oh god. Loud, it's just anytime loud there's something noises. Connie that says, I just have to like be loud. Just I guess. Have to sh- just have to shout. Yeah. But again, to Aaron's just wait, credit. Wait till I get to Lord Vault. Oh, no. <laughs> but again, to Aaron's credit, uh, he totally had no hesitation. Like his actions definitely spoke for his words. Yeah, oh, for sure. no hesitation in that at all. He was so because, determined. Yeah, and that's really impressive. Again. And then he, and then he failed. <laughs> it's just like even with the last episode when we were talking about it and Aaron notices it, Aaron like has a moment of shock, but then he very quickly just snaps out of it and he starts giving orders, mm-hmm. you know? So this is like the moment, like he says, this is it, people! You know, he's ready for it. He's Sorry if I spit on you. Um... <laughs> I got a little animated. I saw a little. I saw a little head that way. Sorry, <laughs> it's the Connie stuff. It's the yeah, Connie yeah. stuff. Okay. It's a, yeah, the we're in, sorry, Zach. You're in the splash zone. My like, bad. Grab you like. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> I'm sorry. Come on. Come on. All right. Well. So then, after Connie announces to all of them that there's been a breach and they have to do something about it, elites then make their way to the top of the wall, and one elite tells Aaron and the others. Operation Colossal Titan Response is in effect. I expect you to take part. Report to HQ. If you got close to the damn thing, we need details. So then Aaron, Thomas, and Connie, they're all lined up next to each other, saluting to, to the elite with stiff, attentive demeanor. And Alan ye- or Aaron yells, Sir! And Connie responds with, Sir! We pray the advanced team will be victorious, Connie says. 
Well, he shouts it as always, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to spit again. So. <laughs> no, feel free. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. So um, cool. we get close. We get a close up of Aaron's eyes, and it appears to be a look of concern or worry, almost like a look of I don't know. Shoot, there's a breach again. Yeah. You know. Like how are we gonna? Like, and he wasn't able to take out the colossal. So he knows what's going to happen next Yeah, is that there's going to be a lot of Titans and maybe there's going to be the armored. He's probably like getting like so many like trauma flashbacks because he's probably thinking, oh, it's just a repeat five years ago. Colossal comes, makes a hole. And then when we think, you know, we're evacuating, armored comes in, makes another hole. Yeah. It's a never ending cycle. Titans come in, more of the population is murdered, less people. Death. So the bells ring, alerting the town of danger, and we see chaos. Crowds are forming as people are running through the streets, and even a little girl drops her poor little toy doll in the sea of people running. And then a garrison soldier orders the people to take only what you need to survive, to file through as calmly as possible. Yeah, good luck yeah. with that. Be calm. You're only near death. Be calm. Giant naked people are only trying <laughs> to eat you. Take what you need to survive. <laughs> so then we see chaos it's forming at the gate exit. Large crowds of people are gathered at one gate trying to escape. We then hear an elite ordering what, be, what we believe to be whichever soldiers are available. So he's ordering whoever's available. He tells them, Do you understand what we're facing? If they get through, we'll have a repeat of five years ago, just like we were just talking about. Yeah. Consider this the last line of defense. The Titans get held off here or nowhere. Prepare to intercept. And as they are getting their orders from the elite, we see garrison soldiers already in action. They're protecting the hole in the wall in the gates with rope netting and past the netting are like these spike traps. And then we see large, like a large, there's three um, wooden barricades, I think. I don't know necessarily what they are, but barricades yeah. Is a good word. <laughs> and then there's two moats that they built as well uh, surrounding the, the gate. And then there's cannons that are uh, on the ground facing the hole in the gate in case Titans are able to get past. I'm gonna be honest. Those moats did not look like no. they were gonna do anything. Don't know how deep those moats are, but yeah. it doesn't matter how deep they are. They're like, like 12 feet long. Titans is gonna be like, he's gonna trip over and step. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Well, really, the anything purpose of to them. Slow them down, I guess. Anything. Anything. <laughs> but then, anyways, the elite officer yells. He yells the fire. He yells fire. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> the cannons go off, hitting those titans walking towards the gate. The elite officer then orders soldiers to charge in action to finish off those titans that were hit with cannons. And we see those soldiers already prepared with their swords out, jumping off the wall to go in for these finishing blows. So, a lot more prepared than five years ago at least. They're actually using <laughs> yeah. their ODM gear. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes, they have been trained. It's different now. All it took was a freaking genocide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all it took. All right. Well, so uh, then we cut to the supply depot. And an elite officer orders the cadets out of the frying pan and into the fire, which I'm guessing he's meaning like they're about to be thrown into the fire. I don't know. I thought he said fryer. No, frying oh, pan. Frying pan into no, the fire. Into the fryer. Oh. Well, 
Fire. They're getting fried up. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> it's the same metaphor. Cooked, charred, and eaten. Yeah. Literally. So then the elite officer continues with, Time to put your training to work. I have faith each of you will be a credit to your regiment. And everyone's running around. They're all preparing. And we see the cadet couple that Aaron was mean to. Oh they're embracing as they're given their orders. Franz, who is the, uh, the gentleman in the couple, <laughs> he tells his girlfriend, Hannah, I promise we'll get through this. You're safe as long as I'm beside you. Remember those words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Hannah, she, Hannah, she's only able to say uh, his name, Franz. As she Franz. just like puts her head down and leans in closer. And Mika says she's in the background and she stops to notice their embrace. She then continues while looking around for her friends. You know damn well she looked at them and she was like, I wish me and Aaron were <laughs> yeah. like that. That's what I thought Lucky. it too. Like, thinking about the episode, I literally thought the same thing. Where it's like, oh, that's so cute. Where's Aaron? Oh, <laughs> Aaron, let's be like them. So we hear Aaron ask Armin. We hear Aaron ask Armin, what's wrong? As we see Armin visibly shaking, trying to fill and prepare gas tanks that are used for the ODM gear. Trying is definitely the right word because yeah. he's not succeeding. No. So Armin says with a shaky voice, don't worry, I'm fine. Just give me a second for my nerves to settle. And as we get a close-up of his eyes, they just scream that he's terrified. Yeah, I think Armin like approaching his like anxiousness because he's probably having like an anxiety attack right now. But him approaching this with like logic and reasoning really shows like the kind of person that he is like i thought like just little things like really show his character i'm gonna be honest i don't even think it's anxiety i think he's straight up having ptsd and flashbacks oh yeah oh, yeah like he's I just mean, he like, lost, like everything well yes Aaron and mikasa <laughs> but you know he feels like <laughs> no i know to them and he's literally just like i could swear it's like if you look in his eyes you can see you can see the flashbacks. You can see, like, the previous episodes. Oh, Poor guy. Aaron's just a psychopath. <laughs> Moira. But Moira. Armin asks Aaron, This is bad, isn't it? There's a hole in the wall eight meters wide, and we don't even remotely have the engineering know-how to plug it up. That oh, huge boy. boulder near the front gate was our best bet. Ooh, big boulder. But we no, couldn't figure out. It's a rock! <laughs> it's a rock! The pioneers used to ride these babies for miles! Sorry. <laughs> Alright, we've already gone through a couple references. <laughs> and we're only at the start of that. It's okay. Um, so that huge boulder near the front gate was our best bet, but we couldn't figure out how to hoist it in place. Unless we seal the breach, the entire city's as good as dead. So cannons continue firing at Titans approaching the hole. Damaged Titans, missing their entire bottom half, some missing their faces, are still trying to breach the walls. Yeah. Crazy. So Armin... So, I wish yeah. I had that durability. <laughs> you don't just be missing your face and just keep walking around. Imagine how cool that would be. That'd be terrifying. Screw the Halloween costume. Yo, chop my face off. Let me walk around like that. Spooky season's around the corner. So Armin, who's still panicking, yes. How long until they take Wall Rose? Seriously, how long? Think about it. Anytime the mood strikes them, they can wipe out the human race in an afternoon. So we see many soldiers that have fallen in battle against the Titans. So those soldiers that were supposed to, you know, prevent the breach, they're not doing a good job, unfortunately. Unfortunately, those Titans, I mean, they're just, they're too strong. 
They're too yeah, powerful. There's a lot of bloodshed. Even when you go ahead and, like, you, you know, take their face off with a cannon or, you know, their legs, they're still, like, scratching, clawing, you know. Yeah. It, it's insane. It's just mayhem. Like honey badgers. Because honey badgers are, like, one of the most vicious animals, if not the most. Yeah. Oh. Like, they literally can live through, like, dozens of rattlesnake bites. There's some that have literally had, like, I think one attacked a porcupine and had, like, someone counted up to, like, 30-plus quills in it, and it was just, like, unfazed. They have it. Titans are, like, Titans honey badgers. Are honey badgers. <laughs> I want a honey badger. Right. Continue. <laughs> so, with Armin being so terrified and shaky, Aaron yells, Armin! Grabs his arm, tells him, Listen to me! You're focused on the past. Look ahead. We're not going to be the victims anymore. And there's a pause. And we see Aaron still holding on to Armin. And Armin isn't moving. Mikasa standing directly behind them. And then Armin apologizes. He says, I'm okay. So maybe that's what he needed. He, need, he just needed a quick little yell from, yeah. from Aaron. Like, definitely grounded him back Aaron, into reality. Your voice always soothes me. He also, like, totally grabbed him. That's yeah. around. So then we cut to a hand of a titan that just breached the wall. And the titan makes its way through the hole caused by the colossal and is now in the interior. But as the camera pans, we see that many other titans have already breached the wall and they're now going through the homes and the streets looking for food. And then the scene fades to black. You can see that like the defenses and the barricades are like, barricades and the barricades are like useless by now. Like they're all worn down. Barricades. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The Rockies. And the barricades. I mean, it was a good try, I guess, right? I mean, all in all, you can prepare nothing. as much as you like and as much as you think would, you know, hold their own against Titans, but you don't ever really know until there's an actual Titan breach or Titan attack, you know, which is unfortunate. I guess. I mean, my my first instinct would be, well, they only have one way in, so why don't we all just post up? at their one entrance point mm -hmm. and as they come in just slip on right by them after they pass in and nape slice yeah i'm sure there's like some abnormals or something that are gonna kill a couple people but i mean like it's better than nothing it's better than letting That's them true. get all the way in yeah. yeah everyone dying also to your uh point about the moat uh we see one titan in the moat Right, we captured one using the moats. So sure he got out. They do something. <laughs> sure he got out. Yeah, there's no way that Titan just like was immediately like out of the like out of the picture because <laughs> of a moat. Falls in. He's just like that's Imagine it. Being that one Titan that just walks in, is finally like yes, I'm in. So all you hear is just a just quick kaplunk. Ca boom. All you hear is all you hear is I'm here. Oh, I <laughs> boom. <laughs> It's just literally like you can see him like guys, I'm down here. <laughs> oh. You can see him like shoulders up trying to like climb out, but dude, you get taken out by a freaking moat. I I can't reach the cliff, guys. Oh. Yeah, he's the one weak link Titan that nobody talks to. <laughs> I would I would have loved he's it if another Titan like stepped on his head as like a platform to get across. <laughs> <laughs> he's the bridge. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, well, after all that unfortunate destruction, <laughs> so now we're in Walsina, where your majesty rests. And we see the castle, 
and the beautiful setting that surrounds it looks like a beautiful day in a day with no worries or concerns at all. Or titans. We hear a man say, Come now, take this seriously. Except they aren't talking about taking this dire situation seriously. He meant taking this game of chess that they're playing seriously. <laughs> the man says, Very well, yet another victory is mine. He tells his opponent that after all the games of chess that they'd play for months, that you'd think he'd fix his mistakes, that he'd see some kind of improvement. And it turns out that the man that lost what appears to be a lot of chess games is none other than Commander Pixis. Yay, we beat Pixis! Yay, Pixie boy! But Pixis tells his opponent that one would think so. Clearly my brain is inferior to yours, Lord Vald. So the man that spoke earlier isn't just a man. It was a man of high authority, Lord Vald. And we see that Lord Vald is a fat lazy man that clearly loves to play chess and really loves to eat and drink. His like face is like flushed red, so he's probably drunk. <laughs> Nothing like drunk chess. He just grabs like the, the handful of biscuits. Like he's not looking. You can tell he's not looking because he's like yeah. shoving a bunch of them. And he's just like, yeah, he doesn't ah. care. They're like nicely placed on a tray, and him without concern, just his grubby hands all over them. Yeah. Grabs a grip full of these tiny little like cookie-looking desserts. At least I know that if it was either me or him running from a titan. I get away much faster than he does. <laughs> That's true. All you gotta do is be faster than the person behind you. So then Lord Vald, he laughs, pretty much says, especially from someone so attentive and obedient. That's the highest ranking officer in the Southern Territory. Talking about how um, Pixis wasn't able to go ahead and you know fix his errors. You know, not you know preventing this, this is Lord Vald. That, that yeah, the big word. I didn't even try to attempt it, Lexi. Uh, so what's the actual word? Obs he says, such obsequious, such obsequiousness. Exactly the reason why I didn't try to attempt that word. Uh, this word. Obsequiousness. There you go. Obsequiousness. Ah, see? Go. Which means so that's excessive the word. willingness to serve others. Yeah. So then, uh, like Zach mentioned, right? He shovels a handful of pastry cookies in his mouth. And then with the mouthful of cookies, Lord Vald asks, Tell me, seriously, how can you hope to thwart the Titans? Then is immediately interrupted by an elite officer. The elite officer calls for Commander Pixis because he has news to tell him. Lord Vald, he's offended that he was just interrupted saying, I beg your pardon, young man. The elite continues telling the commander, that the Colossal Titan has laid siege to the city of Trost. Reports say the gate has been destroyed. Lord Vald drops his chalice of wine, hearing the news. No, not his wine. <laughs> oh no! He stares in disbelief, then looks at Pixis, while Pixis grabs the bottle of wine resting on the table, downs a good couple of swigs. And Pixis, with a smile on his face, says, This vintage is worthy of your good taste. One man of action to another. I obediently accept it as a gift. And he says the same word again, obsequiously. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say that word. Yeah. Also, I wanted to mention that, like, as that, like, elite soldier comes in to talk to Pixis about, like, the news, there's, like, a fat man behind him who's, like, I'm assuming it's supposed to protect He's, like, the, the squire or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, behind him with his hands up, knowing that he was supposed to stop him. Oh, but he, Lord, I tried to stop him. I can only imagine that, like, elite soldier probably, like, totally broke his ankles you and, know, like, got around him. You know that fat little dude probably died immediately after this? <laughs> he got sentenced to death yes. for being... Oh, his head! 
You let him interrupt me. You let him interrupt me as I was drinking my wine and eating my cookies. He was, like, talking to, like, the other soldiers that are supposed to protect him. Yeah. Let's be real here. Pixies saw that elite and was just like, oh, thank you, God. (laughs) Get me out. Yeah, especially if, you know, Lord Vald had mentioned that they would play chess, like, for months, you know, and this, obviously, it's, you know, he's letting him win. You know what would be funny? Pixies is only there for the win. It would be so funny if Pixies, in his head, was just like, like, during the chess match, was like, God, I hope something bad would happen just to get me out here. Like, imagine he's just sitting there, just like, I hope the Colossal Titan shows back up. Lord Pixies, the Colossal Titan's back. Oh, I didn't mean it. Thank goodness. <laughs> Oh, finally! So Pixis starts walking away, and Lord Vald asks, Where are you going? Pixis, wait! You can't just march off. I command you to stay! Preparations must be made! And we see Lord Vald waddling towards Pixis, trying to yeah. catch up to him. Well, like, his other soldiers, like, while he's, like, pleading for Pixis to stay, yeah. the other soldiers, like, bow and just leave him, feeling hopeless. He's like, alright, dude, finally, we get to escape. Finally, something happens! So Pixis... We see him putting his flask back in his jacket pocket. So Lord Vald commands Pixis to assemble your troops and establish a garrison around my estate this instant. Damn it, it's your sworn duty to defend us. Whoa. Okay. All right, Lord Vald. All right. Chill, dude, chill. I mean, he thinks he can say it because, you know, he's the Lord. You may put your foot down, but not much weight behind it there, bud. I don't know, he's pretty fat. <laughs> Even with your fat tubby body, there's no weight to your feet. So Pixis, he stops, turns to face Lord Vald. He says, Lord Vald, sir, untold numbers of our brave comrades in arms are laying down their lives in defense of trust as we speak. One of the officers tells Pixis, they will ready the horses. Pixis nods in agreement and continues telling Lord Vald that when the dust settles, there may well be more graves than people to dig them. An astronomical number of lives snuffed out in a twinkling. Lord Vald, looking very much annoyed, responds with, Yes, well, no help for it, is there, if it's their time. Besides, what earthly good can the presence of a man who persistently loses to me at chess do for them now? Why not remain where I can assist you? Here's my favorite line of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, an elite interrupts Lord Vald, calling him, Your Lordship. If I may speak freely, should the commander actually face a titan in battle, he won't feel compelled to play down his skill as he does with you. Boom! Roasted! (laughs) Beat me to it! I was all ready for it! Sorry, you are going to say boom roasted? Boom roasted! Sorry, I take your thunder. Sorry. Lord Vald hears this and looks very annoyed and betrayed. Commander Pixis tells the soldier, that's enough. Wishes Lord Vald a good day. I wish you another lazy rich day of comfort and cookies. And Lord Vald frantically tells Pixis not to go. Please don't do this to me. I'm begging you. Then yells out Pixis' name all dramatically. And then we go back to the supply depot. Which, there's a lot of drama going on there. A lot of frantic. He a lot for a lord. Oh yeah, Lord Vald. He's pretty scummy. He just cares about himself. So we're at the supply depot. And we hear Chris Sabat's voice. Yeah. We hear his character, Kits. And he yells, 
Everyone, split into four squadrons. Squ squadrons as practice. <laughs> I can't do a Chris Abbott voice. Yeah, that's hard. There's a reason why he is the Chris Abbott. So he tells them to split into four squadrons as practice. All squadrons are responsible for supply running, message re relay, and enemy combat under the command of the Garrison Regiment. The intercept squadron will be, and he, his voice cracks, will be taking the vanguard. Yeah. <laughs> Cadets will be. <laughs> Cadets will be taking the middle guard, led by the support squad. Rear guards will go to the elites. I expect you all to man your posts, knowing the advance team has been wiped out. Everyone, or everyone, hears that. That the advance team has just been wiped out. They stop. They gasp at hearing that, like, that news. <gasps> gasp! You have to say the word after you do it. So Thanks. Kits continues saying, That's right! The outer gate is history! The Titans are in, and this means the Armored Titan is likely to reappear. If and when he does, the inner gate will also be history. And among the crowd listening, we see Thomas Sideburns and Daz, the character that always has an old worried face, says, Is this real? Thomas says, Please be a dream. And someone in the crowd says, What if... Kit continues saying, Right, those in the Vadguard... Be ready. The whole area is well nigh saturated. You don't know what that means. That no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why didn't he read the rest of it? Oh, I have it here. It says someone in the crowd says, what if the bastards bust through the wall rows, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why didn't he read the rest? What if? What if what? What if Disney Plus series out now? I know. Sorry, I was just getting way too into character, and yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. going. I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Oh, well." It's not really that important. I Here we go. Taken back. <laughs> Gotta continue on. <laughs> Kids is talking. Gotta talk. Right, but he says, "Yeah, what if the bastard busts through Wall Rose?" And then Kids yells for them to quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so Kids continues again. He's saying, uh, "Those in the Vanguard, be ready. The whole area is very nigh saturated. I don't know. Do you know what that means, Lex?" Well, nigh saturated. Yeah. Probably like, because saturated means it's like. There's an abundance of a certain material. Okay. So it's like, there's an abundance of... There's a lot of Titans! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he says your mission is very simple. Defend the wall till the evacuation is done. Now be aware, all of you, that desertion is punishable by execution. And if it comes to it, you will lay down your lives. Dismissed! Ooh. Everyone looks like they're ready to crap their pants. Great. You either die by my hand or you die by their hand. Why would I just die by my own hand? Well, we learn later on that Kit's the type of guy that has his hand on his finger on the trigger at all yeah. times, so. Ooh. But I'm right. Well, after hearing that, some of the crowd, they become even more petrified. They all say sir and frantically, they go do their orders. And then we see Jean with his hand on his forehead questioning why this have to happen now just one more day and I would have been heading for the interior come Thinking on John <laughs> come on what a loser come so on selfish. John what does have to happen now come on he's interrupted by Daz who's puking because of fear he's being comforted by Krista oh sweet Krista as she's rubbing his back asking him is he gonna be alright I got this one it's gonna be alright <laughs> he looks up at Chris and he pukes again. Yep. Thank you for that, Zach. 
gotta have the sound effects. So we see scared cadets telling themselves, please no, please no, please no. Sorry. So they're all terrified and they're all in the fetal position. Jean walks with his eyes closed, head down, and he bumps into Aaron, who was doing the same thing. So they both were like with their heads down. And John tells Aaron to move it. And Aaron asks him, what the hell, man? What's wrong with you? John, tell, John tells him, what kind of question is that? We're all about to be Titan Chow. You expect me to sing you a happy little song? And he then grabs onto Aaron and tells him, you're loving this, aren't you, you little psycho? Mikasa stops walking and she turns back to watch John and Aaron's conversation. Uh, Takes notice. Oh no, my two loves are fighting. Who do I root for? You know, I think it was more like, oh, he grabbed as soon as, as, soon as he grabbed Aaron, and he's like, whoa, uh. It was like a six. It was like her too. spidey sense. My yeah. Aaron sense is tingling. Yeah. Someone's making fun of him again. She's just gonna analyze the situation. It's like, he can handle this on his own, but I'm here. So Jean continues telling Aaron, "Of course you are. Your whole life's goal is to be eaten. I was one day shy of shipping off the MPs, and then Mikasa seems to have heard enough and starts walking towards them both." But Aaron tries telling Jean to get a hold of yourself. But Jean continues making his points by saying, Not all of us are, suicid are suicidal. Aaron has heard enough and says, Damn it! Shut up for a second! And he pins Jean up against the wall. Aaron tells Jean, We're trained for this. What do you think the last three years were about? Jean, still pinned against the wall, looks at Aaron with shock and surprise. And Aaron continues saying, We survived. We stared death in the face and we lived. Not everyone can say that, can they? Some people couldn't take it and either ran or they were thrown out. Hell, some people actually died, but not us. Am I right? We powered through for three years. What's one more day? You can do this, John. The MP will still be waiting for you tomorrow. Now, I know Aaron's referring to like the training cadet corps. Is he serious when he says some people actually died? Like, he's not referring to the training cadet corps when he's saying people actually died. People die. Maybe I don't know. Did Sawdust kill people? Wow, I'm I gonna be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seems like the type. Surprised he didn't kill Connie and Sasha. Yeah, true, true. All right, I take that back then. That seems like him. So Aaron, he lets go of Jean, leaving Jean stunned, thinking about what Aaron had just told him. Jean realizes that this is no time to give up, and he starts ordering Daz to get on his feet and stop crying. Daz reluctantly obeys, and they both take off. I love Daz's little... Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, like, every, like, his face is moist of, like, every fluid. Yikes. So now we only see Mika's son, Aaron, and she tells him, If things take a turn for the worse, I want you to come find me. Aaron says, What? We're in completely different squads. Mika's so worried tells him that this is going to get ugly and when it does, the plan goes out the window. Come and find me so I can protect you. And that frustrates Aaron. Boom! Roasted! And he tells her, just who the hell do you think you are? And then the squad leader, Ian, orders Mikasa by calling her Ackerman and telling her that she's with him. And Ian tells her that you've been assigned to the rear guard on special orders. Let's get moving. And Mikasa, not wanting to be too far from Aaron answers, squad leader, she answers him by telling him that she's just a cadet. She'll only be slowing everyone else down. Okay. And Aaron looks at her like she's crazy for even thinking that she'd slow anybody down. And Ian tells her, you're not being asked for a self-evaluation here. 
The mass exodus here is falling apart. We need as many elite soldiers as possible to get back on track. So Mikasa, still being defiant, tries to get him to understand, but Eren stops her in her tracks by a headbutt. I thought that was such like an abrupt moment. Like, so with all due respect, and just boom! Hey! So Aaron tells her, you've been given a direct order. Pull it together now. This is bigger than the two of us, and you know it. We're on the verge of extinction here. Have some damn perspective. She's like totally shaken up. She's like grabbing her head. Yeah, she's, uh, she's just standing there. She's stunned. He does have a point. He's like... It ain't just the two of us right now. It's either we all live or we all die. I love you with my friend. So Mikasa, again, looking stunned and looking sad. She looks down, but she apologizes, saying that Aaron's right. This whole, she says, this whole situation just has me out of my head. Aaron then gives a little scoff and he begins to walk away. But Mikasa grabs him by the sleeve of his jacket, telling him to promise just one thing. Whatever happens... Just don't get yourself killed. And after hearing this, Aaron just stares at her with an intense, focused look. He pulls his sleeve away aggressively and tells her, I hadn't planned on it. Thanks. What are you supposed to say? Like, that's like my go-to response for like, for anyone's like, oh, drive safe. Oh, hey, don't do this. Don't do this. It's like, obviously, I'm not purposely going to go get hurt. My go-to response is always... Because you said it, now I want to, so I'm gonna do it. Bye. Yeah. Don't get yourself killed. Well, I don't really plan on dying, so. But because you told me not to, now I really want to. Your reverse psychology works really well, you know. Well, Mikasa, she's left there saddened with her head down as Aaron walks away. Throughout that whole, like, inter well, after he headbutts her and that whole interaction, she doesn't even make eye contact with Aaron. Nope. She's just looking at the floor. I don't know if that means that she's just so sad that, like, she doesn't get to be around him to protect him, or if she's like, Aaron, hurt me. Dad, hurt me. Heartbroken. So Aaron, now he's telling himself, No, I won't allow myself to get killed. Not until I taste what life is like outside of these godforsaken walls. And then the scene cuts to Aaron and his squad, and they're standing on rooftop, looking at the devastation caused by all those titans. Standing beside Aaron, we see Armin. We see Thomas Wagner and Mina Carolina, I believe is her last name. We've only seen a little bit of Mina. So then we get a flashback of them in class learning about Titans. So all you listeners out there, be prepared because this is going to be a long history class. So their teacher goes on a full Titan lesson. So be prepared. The teacher tells them what surviving historical documents we have access to Tell us nothing of the Titans' origin. Almost everything about them is obscure. Now, that isn't to suggest that we're completely ignorant. Thanks to the effort of the Scout Regiment, we do know something of their ecology. Whether Titans possess humans <laughs> like intelligence is up for debate. Zach! Oh, yikes, Zach. Yikes. It was the beanbag. <laughs> I was like right on cue too. It's just <laughs> right like a pause. Right oh, that's great. The feedback. You probably didn't even hear it. No. So, so pass some gas. Whether the Titans possess humans, human-like intelligence, is up for debate. To date, there have been no reports of high-level communication between them. We do know 
that the Titan physiology is fundamentally different than most organic life. As they lack reproductive organs, it's unclear how they reproduce. Apart from all their differences, their physique resembles the average human male. We also know their body temperatures run quite high. And baffling though it is, their appetite seems geared exclusively towards human beings. In fact, a Titan's driving principle seems to be this appetite. Given that they've lived for over a century without access to their only source of nourishment, we believe that these creatures do not, in fact, consume us to live. Let that sink in. The Titans aren't motivated by hunger. They are simply in it for the kill. They're hunters. It's like a sport for them. But it's like they're too mindless to like think of it that way. So it's like, <laughs> you, human? Yeah, I just blood think of make happy. <laughs> I just think of the one Titan in the moat. <laughs> okay, I know. I was about to say, like they're talking about in this whole history like, like like they're so educated on them. Like we know how we can defend ourselves and then build a moat. Yeah. Well the teacher continues saying the terrifying vitality of these creatures is beyond scientific dispute. We have only to consider events of the recent past to see this. Mankind has long possessed cannon technology, but that alone proved tragically insufficient. Even with their heads blown to bits, the Titans persist. Though there is some vulnerability, Titan's head, it usually regenerates within two minutes. So the class hears that, and they're all shaken up, wondering if that's true, saying to each other as if they weren't scaring enough. Marco raises his hand, and he asks their teacher if he's basically saying that these Titans, that they are immortal. So the Titan, or the teacher, he draws, Titan the Titan teacher, <laughs> so the teacher draws. Pretty good looking diagram too. Yeah, a diagram of a back oh, of a Titan. A history well, teacher? On the chalkboard, on the chalkboard. On the chalkboard, and he answers Marco saying, no, I'm not. There is in fact one way to ensure death. He tells the class to strike here as he circles the nape of the neck. If the back of their neck takes adequate damage, a titan will not regenerate. That's where these blades come into play as he has them demonstrated on top of his desk. And he tells them that a good deep strike with one of these to a titan's weak spot and the monster has no time left to regenerate. They die and stay dead. And Aaron hears this and instantly gets excited. He turns to look at Armin and the flashback is over. And now we see him staring at Armin in present time. Yeah, what do we think is going to happen here? <laughs> and Kit. I <laughs> love you, Armin. <laughs> hey, Armin. No, Kit. So again, Armin, he's looking a bit shaky, but he's still being very focused. Aaron tells Armin to look at it this way. This is a golden opportunity. If we prove our worth as soldiers right here, we'll rise up right through the ranks. Before long, we can even be leading our own regiment. We could bypass rookie status altogether. And Aaron looks at Armin with a look of determination and smiles at him. And Armin, he begins to have a look of concern, but then he changes demeanor to a brave face. And he tells Aaron, yeah, that sounds good. I'm with you all the way. And Mina interrupts them and tells them both that you guys aren't the only ones in your class. Save some of the glory for the rest of us. And Thomas tells them, good luck beating us to the punch. So. It's a very lighthearted conversation going on. Yeah. 
I mean, I get, I understand you have to find a positivity in things, but uh, you're on the verge of extinction right now. We already know Armin. Armin's realistic brain. When Aaron says that, he's just like, "Holy shit, my best friend's a psychopath." <laughs> <laughs> he only took him this long to figure that out. That uh, was the moment where it clicked for him. Yeah. He just sees the good in everyone. Aaron's in that case. Well, I'm stuck with him now. Might as well. So then. Thomas tells Aaron, no head starts for you this round. And Aaron takes this as a challenge. Thomas tells them all that whoever kills the most Titans gets bragging rights. Aaron laughs, tells them you better not lie about a score. So Aaron's squad, we find out that they are Squadron 34. And they are told to move out. The Vanguard needs support. So Aaron turns to his squad and tells them to give them hell. And they all yell and they all charge on the rooftop as they're that they're standing on and we get a close-up of Aaron using his ODM gear and he he's picking up some speed and he's going from rooftop to rooftop it's beautiful <laughs> ODM gear? yeah and the animation of the scene in general it just it looked yeah animation the part where he goes under that little bridge I was like not not <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, chefs kiss. Sorry. Stop slamming on tables. That scene was so yeah, it's a it's a cool scene though. So um, again, Aaron just beautifully flying around, <laughs> going from rooftop to rooftop. His team, they're you know they're following him closely, and they're also running on rooftop. But Aaron notices smoke off in the distance, and then we see Titans. They're surrounding the smoke. Mina says that there's too many of them. Thomas says that the vanguard has been completely overwhelmed. Aaron tells him that he thought things would get crazy, but this is insane. So you know if Aaron's like, oh, okay, this is uh, this is pretty crazy. If Aaron's saying it's crazy. If the it's... psychopath is worried, yeah. you should be worried. <laughs> but then Aaron's eyes, they widen. He screams to his squad, we've got, an, we've got an abnormal! Hold up! And the abnormal lunges at them as they all attempt to dodge the abnormal. And we see the abnormal hit face first onto a side of a building. Armin lands on the rooftop with other squad members and Aaron is hanging from the side of the roof. And they all look to see the abnormal. And the abnormal he appears to be hugging the building that it went face first into. But then, it moves its head to show that Thomas Wagner is halfway inside this abnormal's mouth. And then Thomas, in pain, mutters out, Oh, my God, please help me. We see the rest of the squad on a rooftop. They're safe, but they are shaking up, seeing that their comrade is in the mouth of an abnormal. We get a close-up of Aaron watching Thomas, and then we see Thomas get swallowed whole by the abnormal. The rest of the squad, they stare. They're stunned, shaken, frozen. And then the abnormal, after eating Thomas, just begins to just walk away. And then Aaron starts shaking with anger, and he yells, You bastard! Then immediately chases off after the abnormal. This is when it all becomes real. It's no longer a fun little, oh, let's kill some titans. How many do you think I'm going to kill? How many do you think you're going 
That's and then when, someone straight up gets eaten. That's when Aaron sees nothing but red. No longer like how he was when the colossal showed up, and he's like, "Let's move out." He's just. Heck no. Kill, that's when kill, he goes full kill, psychopath. Kill. He literally goes like, "Exterminate! Exterminate!" Yep. Anyone who gets that reference, I like you. So Armin notices Aaron just seeing red, chasing after the abnormal. He screams out his name, and one of the other squad members that we find out his name is uh, Milius. 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 I'm gonna say Milius. Milius. Milius yells for Aaron to stay with the group. Armin then chases after Aaron, and is causing a domino effect of squad members chasing after Aaron. We see an unhinged Aaron running as fast as he can, going from rooftop to rooftop, flying as fast as he can, yelling, Get back here! You're gonna pay for killing my friend! You're not getting away! You're not getting away! Aaron then prepares for just a chaotic attack on this abnormal. He lunges towards it, but before he can even reach the Titan, a Titan, like a shark, just jumps out of nowhere and attacks Aaron. Straight up pulled a jaws on him. Yeah. Just went, I'm numb. That time's reflexes are really good, though. Like, I'm, like, impressed by that Titan. I'm wondering how fast they have to be going with ODM gear. And then I'm like... And then to anticipate, like, when he's going to cross over the, over the buildings that you're at. At that point, is it even anticipation? Because I feel like you need to have some sort of, like, intelligence to anticipate. Yeah. That's what, like, so I'm it's just say, like that all instinct. Is, like, it's just like yeah, gut reaction. Yeah, that's true. It might just straight up be like killer instincts. Um, well, we got him, and we see blood in the air surrounding Aaron as he falls on rooftops, spinning and flipping out of control. Dude, I don't know how how you don't die from just the speed. They all have to be some sort of superhuman to hit buildings at that speed and not just. Splatter. Yeah. yeah. Or like they're you know, not going rib, slow. Like stabs your lungs or something, or like I don't or know. Or at least get knocked out completely cold. Yeah. Just be immobile, because there's no way you didn't break something going that fast. Well, Armin notices and he screams for Aaron, as he and the rest of the squad just saw, just saw Aaron get attacked. Mina, she says, oh God, no, and witnesses a squad member right next to her gets swatted like a fly by a surrounding titan. And but she you turns. You can't eat it if it's, if it's splattered. No. It's like a sauce now. Hey, you can just use it as like a little paste, put it on top of another human. I'm just going to coach you with a bit of ketchup. Imagine you like, you just go around the corner, like, a, like in town, and you just see a titan like cooking. Straight up making full course meals with humans. I was thinking, just thinking of a titan like holding a human in one hand, taking another human, and just like squeezing Squirt. blood uh, out like a ketchup packet. Yummy. Nightmare fuel. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Well, after Mina sees the squad member next to her get swatted like a fly, she turns in fear to look back. And she's using her ODM to fly. And her cables yanked from a titan, causing her to catapult backwards as she crashes into a building. And she is in a lot of pain. Yeah. But she's still alive. She's lying there on the floor. But that same titan that pulled her her cable 
just standing over her, staring at her. I think that is by far the ugliest titan we've seen so far. The mop top titan? Mop top. The Armin titan. The Armin titan. Uh, the, I mean, we never even heard about like titans like going after their your cables before. Which I feel like shows some kind of intelligence again to be like, if I grab this table, the human is attached to it, and I will possibly get the human. Or it could just be like, Great. it saw the human go by, and just like late reaction. <laughs> That's what it was. He just got really lucky. So, Mina, she's pretty screwed. Yeah. And we see, Mi we see Milius. I don't know what this fool's name is. Screaming as he's in the clutches of a titan. So, I mean, we don't have to know his name because he's, he's, he's a goner. Right. <laughs> and Armin is just staring at the top of Rootop. He's frozen in fear as he watches his squad members all dying. Milius, he's still screaming for his life. He's begging. Don't, please, please stop. I don't want to die. And then silence. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. I don't think they're going to listen to you. Poof! He's gone. Just because you ask it, I don't think it's going to be like, Oh! I'm going to spit you out right quick. You, you don't want to die? <laughs> spit you out right quick. <laughs> sorry, I say that. That was my like British. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. Oh, sorry. Let me spit you out right quick. <laughs> did I go Australian? <laughs> so Armin, he falls to his knees. And we see that Aaron. He's unconscious. He's on the rooftop across from Armin. And Aaron's lying there. He's on his stomach with just a blood puddle around his head. He's also missing half his leg. The Titan, he chomped off his leg from the knee down. So Armin with eyes as wide open as they could be, is staring at Aaron and he asks himself, why, why? And then we see a montage of just the rest of the squad members just being eaten. And Armin. So Armin continues saying, my friends are being devoured and all I could do is watch. And as the camera closes up on Armin's face, the camera shakes to show footsteps around Armin. And as Armin looks to his left, we see a large, bearded, bald titan standing there. Santa titan. I was going to say it looks like his grandpa. Aww. Oh, what? Like, I feel like that's like an insult to injury thing. So then the beard titan, he picks up Armin, and Armin's asking himself, what's wrong with me? Why can't I move? And then the bearded titan holds Armin over his mouth. He opens wide, and we see Armin suspended, frozen with an empty look on his face. And as the titan drops Armin into his mouth, then Armin suddenly wakes up from his frozen demeanor. He is inside the mouth, sliding down the tongue, and Armin screams these loud, terrifying screams. Aaron, still laying on the rooftop, he begins to gain consciousness. He whispers to himself, No, Armin. And as we zoom in on Aaron, we begin to hear younger Armin calling out Aaron's name. And then we get a flashback. We see them as young kids. Aaron, he's daydreaming staring at the clouds in the sky. Armin runs up to him with a book in hand, and Aaron asks him, why are you shouting? Armin tells him, sorry, I, I found a book my grandpa keeps hidden away. Believe it or not, 
It's about life on the outside. Aaron says, I really hope this is your idea of a joke. Stuff about the outside is illegal. You can go to jail for that. So again, nobody, I mean, they don't want to see, they don't want anybody to see what's going on outside of the wall. Yeah, big secret. Why is it illegal? You want, you want to see a mountain? Bad. Prison. Like, you want to see the ocean? Prison. I mean, I know, we know no why fun. it's illegal, but... No fun. Stupid. <laughs> so you can go to jail for it. But Armin, he's excited, and he tells Aaron, Trust me, you'd change your mind if you knew what was actually out there. For example, according to this book, most of the world is covered with salty water so deep you can't reach the bottom. There's a name for it, too. They call it the sea. Ocean. Tis the sea. Aaron's confused, and he asks, Salty? For real? You're making it up. If something valuable like salt was just floating around underwater, merchants would have scooped it up ages ago. Like how they think it's like, oh, salty water. It's purified water. With salt sitting at the bottom of it. Like, it's not how it works. I mean, again, they, they, don't, they don't know anything. No, yeah, they don't know. Oh, they're poor, unintellectual minds. It is weird to think about, though. Like, we're just so accustomed to, like, the ocean that, like, kind of does sound pretty crazy. Well, yeah, especially Dying if you have no idea. That we've only discovered a very small amount of. Not even 10%. Yeah. So Armin tells Aaron, uh, that's the thing. The sea never runs out. It's that big. And Aaron just goes, yeah, whatever. All right. Armin notices that Aaron, he's not believing this. And That's he tells Aaron, energy, Aaron, he tells him, bear with me. There's a lot more than salt. There's water that glows like fire. Fields of ice. Giant rocks that take days to climb. Imagine how huge the outside world must be. My dumbass, uh, I'm like... Water that glows like fire, and I was like, "What could that be? <laughs> it's lava." I'm an idiot. I, I heard that too, and I was like, "What? Lava? It's lava." Yeah. I was like, "They don't know." I was like, "What kind of magic water do they got?" <laughs> Different universe. So Aaron, he starts imagining all the stuff that Armin's saying, and he says, oh, "It does sound really neat." Armin then asks Aaron to promise on his life not to tell anyone, but his parents are going to sneak outside the walls to see for themselves. So now Aaron, he's starting to believe these descriptions of the outside world. He says, wow, they'll know what it's like firsthand. And then Armin tells Aaron to look at me. And they look at each other in the eyes. And Armin says, we should do it ourselves one day. We can have adventures like the guy who wrote this book. Interesting. Also, I'm going on an adventure. Did, how did Armin get this book? Well, he, why yeah, does he, he have this book? From his grandpa. Well, why, does, why does his grandpa have this book? Because of his parents. Because of his parents. Oh. They yeah, like the outside world. They, they just like the outside adventures. world. They found it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they found it. We don't need an explanation. Know. You don't need an explanation for a desire yeah, to adventure. Connections to spoiler alert, like the people in the outside world. I doubt it. Well, they are blonde. We do know that <laughs> they want to travel outside the world or outside the walls to see the world, and they get executed. 
So obviously they didn't have enough of them for pool. Yeah. The thing is, they wouldn't even know about. Um, spoiler alert! They wouldn't even know about Marley. Like. Oh yeah. So like I don't know what connections they could have because the only people that they n know of are the people they're already living with. Yeah, I don't know how they got the book, but... It's interesting. But also, clearly the book isn't, like, it's not someone who's super, super educated. Because water that, that glows like fire. <laughs> yeah. Giant rocks. Mountains. The sea. Yeah, fields of ice. Ocean! Yeah, and fields of ice. Just ice. Fields of it. <laughs> fields of it. Grassy eyes. Well, then the flashback ends, and we get a close-up of a determined Aaron with blood covering his face. He's trying to stand up. We see Armin screaming inside the mouth, about to be swallowed. But right before Armin is swallowed, a hand grabs Armin's wrist, saving him from being eaten. Armin looks, and he sees Aaron there, holding on to him, preventing him from falling. Aaron, using whatever strength he has, throws Armin out of the mouth of a titan and onto a nearby rooftop. And Armin turns to Aaron and he just calls his name. Aaron is inside the mouth with his feet pressed on the bottom teeth. He's holding up the top teeth with all of his strength, trying to keep this titan from closing its mouth. Armin is, I mean, Aaron is so freaking fast for having one leg to just snatch. ODM gear. I'm gonna say Aaron is so freaking strong. Yeah. To yeet him like that? Yeah. Well, we know that Aaron has like a hidden talent, hidden powers and stuff. So. But like, but does that really apply to his physical body? Yeah, like Especially at even... this early stage. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I don't know. I mean, hey, you know, when, when things are very dramatic. Your body does things that you don't expect it to do. You can't blame adrenaline on Adre this. That's legitimately how, like, there's a story of a woman that, like, she, like, straight up one arm <clears throat> pulled off an entire lawnmower away from, like, her daughter because of adrenaline. It's a lawnmower. It's one of those, like... Armin weighs more than a lawnmower. No, 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 it's one of those ones that you sit in. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but wow. you feel real dumb right now, huh? <laughs> but still, Aaron's also like suffering from extreme blood loss. Oh yeah, true. And hey, possible concussions <laughs> and broken bones. I'm sorry, I don't know. I get it. It's anime. We got a hater over Plot. here. We got a hater. He's just. All jealous. I'm gonna say is Aaron. He's he's pretty legit. Impressive. How is this 15 year old so much stronger than me? <laughs> so, Adrenaline, dude. Aaron, he says. Gotta give me some of that. Watch your friend get near death eaten after you've had your leg bit off. See if it works. Okay, Lexi, cut my leg off. AJ, go stand in the street. <laughs> I'll save you. Don't worry. Yeah. Why do I have to cut your leg off? I don't need to be a part of this. Okay, AJ, cut my leg no. off. No. Stand in the street with it. Wave it around. With it? <laughs> like bait? <laughs> Waving the leg around? Come get it, buddy. Come get it. Wave it around that way. The blood is like sprinkling. Sorry, I just made a really bad visual. Just, just continue. <laughs> just, just keep going. Forget what I said. So Aaron, he goes and he says, I refuse to die like this. 
Understand? Armin, listen. We're still going to the outside world. And he reaches out his hand towards Armin. He continues saying, The things you told me about, I have to see them. I have to. And we zoom in on Aaron's eyes as it show desperation and hope. Armin pauses while looking at Aaron with his hand reaching out to him. Armin then suddenly tries to reach to Aaron, but the Titan closes his mouth with such force, causing Aaron's hand to fly past Armin. It does like 30 flips. I know, I don't know why it, it dramatics, I it's guess. It's so funny looking. But it looking. flips so much and it flies away. Like, I don't think that would legit, like physics? <laughs> I that's how physics works. No, it would have just fallen straight down. Yeah. Probably would have been stuck to the teeth and then fallen straight down. Because of, like, clothing. I think that would have been a way cooler scene. If it, like, was stuck to the Titan's teeth and then just slowly just flopped off. That would have been dramatic if it stuck there and then you just see it slide down and then just... Well, sure. I mean, I get, you know, that. Light force. Like, he, like, just one chomps through clothes. It's also a titan. That's true. That's very true. It's like their whole lives is meant for chomping. I think that it would have been way cooler if the arm, like, on some, like, samurai stuff, like, when they slice someone and it just, like, stuck. I get what you're saying, but, I mean, titans have a certain force to them. Just think about even when they go ahead and they kind of, like, think about just the roars or whatever. You know, think about how they just over exactly, you know. That's exaggerate true. the yells of it and stuff and like you see those waves those force and stuff you know so but i'm saying like strictly from like a dramatic like how dramatic it could be mm. i feel like it's much more dramatic if the arm just like the bite was so powerful and so clean that it just stuck there and then just slowly slid down but then that begs the question like how razor sharp are these teeth? it doesn't need to be razor sharp as long as but it's got the force about, like, the thickness and everything of you guys are thinking way too logical about this. Armin just saw his best friend yeah, just get sorry, eaten. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. Imagine we watch that and we're just talking about it. Armin's just there like... Yeah, we're just talking about the No, he's not doing... Uh, we no. find out Armin, he's letting out these haunting screams. Oh that I think is amazing. There's a lot of uh, argument over dub and sub. They're both amazing. I don't know why people say that the dub of his scream is so bad. I think it's really good. He genuinely sounds like he watched his friend got eaten. Yeah, I think crazy. it's emotional, but I also had to take my I had to take my headphones out because they hurt my ears. Oh yeah, yeah, very loud. The pitch, the I high was pitched, just like, yeah. I was like, Ooh. when you think about it, you're like, yeah, it would probably sound like that if I saw my you know, friend get eaten in front of me. So yeah, Armin saw that. But all those haunting screams. But then, Mikasu is assigned to the rear guard, away from Eren and Armin. She suddenly turns around, as if she knows something terrible has happened. My spidey sense is tingling. Say, Where's Eren? It's that spidey sense that you were talking about earlier. I swear, she's like, got some weird psychic connection to this man well, for no reason. We know that Ackermans too. Again, like later on, they are, they have like. Some weird hidden power or whatever, yeah. you know? So, and then, you, so, as Aaron mentions in, spoiler, in future episodes, that yeah. it's like, you are built to protect one, like, this one person. So. So that could be linked to that. She's a dog! <laughs> Sniff out danger. Owner! Where? Bad. Yeah, this is such, like, a sad, very important episode, though. And then we're hit with that to be to continued. Be continued.
Uh, like first time watchers watching this, being like, the main character just died. <laughs> now what? Like what do? You, that when do? Okay, that's kind of a dumb question. Actually. I was about to ask when does the main character ever die in anime? Um, it is rare, but you know. Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Like, four times. Yeah, but, like, we're on episode five. That's true. <laughs> and just... The only thing I could think of, really, is not even anime-related. It's like Game of Thrones, where all of a sudden the first half episodes or whatever, like, the first season is delegated to somebody. <laughs> and then, next thing you know, just, you know, whoever you think is untouchable, who won't die, ends up dying. Yeah. I think of an anime where the main character just instantly gets obliterated and then it just moves on. Doesn't really happen a lot. Yeah, I don't know. You can think of one, say spoiler first, because I'm just spoiling it for everyone. Well, I mean, um, the only ones I can think of are like, I can't remember the name of the type of the animated, but the whole point is like, the in the first episode, the main character dies and then they like resurrect in like some fantasy world. Those are like the only other things I can think of. But then they're Yu Yu really Hakusho. Dead. I was say Yu Yu Hakusho, Bleach. <laughs> no, the thing about Bleach, I know Bleach in particular is it's not like he wakes up in a fantasy world. He's still in the same world. But it's like, just he's his eyes are open to like I forget the terminology because I haven't watched Bleach in forever. It's like a different dimension. Yeah, it's like it's like Yu Yu Hakusho. It's like an alternate. It's like a parallel reality. It's like Yu Yu Hakusho. No, that's yeah. like this, like the spirit world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like I'm saying, like, like um, the time I got reincarnated as a slime, like episode one. The whole point of it is episode one, main character dies and he's resurrected in like a whole new world and he's a slime. But he's not like dead, dead. It's not like they get rid of him. Yeah, they don't really. I guess I like the closest thing I can think of. Well, that's not even the same, because Aaron's... It's like it's still... Attack on Titan's still in the same world. Like, it doesn't yeah. change at all. Well, to your example, Lex, asking, imagine being a first-time watcher or a viewer yeah. and seeing it happen. You remember... You remember Dad's yeah, reaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad's just, what the fuck? Yeah, and we didn't tell... <laughs> and we didn't tell him anything. He was so, like, we... He liked Aaron. Aaron was his favorite character. Yeah. We made sure not to tell him anything about, like, oh, he comes back to that. We're just like, dang, like, now Armin and Mikasa gotta figure out all this. Like, can you imagine how Mikasa's gonna feel when she finds out? And, like, we let him sit on that Damn, for, Damn, like, you egged him on! We let him sit on that for, like, what, like, a day or two? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys even tell him before you watched the next episode, or no? No, no. no. We just let him watch it. We wanted him to just get a, the entire experience of it. Yeah. That's great. I can only picture your dad being so mad. Except somebody spoiled a reveal. He was because on of my TikTok. TikTok. What are you doing looking at my TikToks from December? <laughs> Anyways. Almost a year. We are like rambling on about stuff. Are these our final yeah, thoughts? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So. I'm done. You done Any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> we, I'm like, if we we could do this all night. I could yeah, sit here all real. night and talk. What about you, Lex? 
no. Just thinking about physics of right. arms flying. Arms. Oh, you want to get into physics. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Let's cut Let's it off. Cut that. it off. Right. Cut the tape. Cut the tape. Well. Like Aaron's arm. Cut it off. That wraps up another episode of Attack the Talk. Remember, new episodes are out every Thursday. And also, don't forget to follow us at Attack the Talk Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And thank you all so much for the support. Goodbye. All of my AOT brothers and sisters out there, stay safe. Bye. Adios.